Good morning, and this is Lisa Hawkins with Christian Warrior Woman. I'm so excited to talk with you this morning because I love this subject because it's an area where it took years for me to gain my courage or my boldness or my self-confidence. And if you've read the book or haven't yet, it'll go into much more detail called Christian Warrior Woman. Um, And it will, and you can get that book on Amazon, and it'll go in a lot more detail than this podcast will go into. But something that I want to point out that I think whether you're a man or you're a woman, it will ring true for you. But especially, ladies, this is going to ring true for you. And I want you to truly set your mind And if you can say it right now before God, set my mind to receive and allow it to manifest in your in your mind, in your soul and in your heart, because this is, you know, a foundation that you can live on. And I really want to share this with you. And it took me over a decade. It took me probably by 35 to feel this. I felt like I was struggling or chasing after it, but I was able to put my stake in the ground. I knew solidly, um, but we all have, that doesn't mean that, oh, I can't be insecure about anything or not bold about something, but it got into my bones and it got in my system. And so my prayer for you is for this word to reach into your every cell of your body so that you can fulfill and be happy and be filled with joy and fulfill God's true purpose in your life. Amen. So interestingly enough, um, it's so funny. We're talking about with this coronavirus, there's been a lot of talk about science and there's been a lot of talk about spirituality. And I'm going to bring them together today for a particular area which you're probably saying, wow, how's this going to happen when we're talking about boldness and courage and confidence? But that's God, and he brings everything together. So I want to throw out some terms and explain them before we begin. So let me tell you um, my personal definition about scientists. My thought is, and I haven't even looked this up in the dictionary or anything, But this is my personal opinion about science and God. Scientists, to me, study and put terms to what God has done. And for scientists, they will never know it all because God has mysteries and there are things that they can't explain because they're not God. But I do believe that if you study something and you seek something, you gain knowledge and you gain helpful information that can help us all, whether that be in a doctor or a nurse or whatever specialty, whether it's the, the plants or whether it's the sun, the stars, the moons, whatever we set our mind to, to gain understanding, I truly believe God gives us revelation. So when I hear people say that I don't believe in science, or I don't even believe in going to doctors. I found out recently from a family member who passed away that none of them believed in going to doctors. I was like, what? I was in shock. And they weren't 
and and it just it just shocked me because God gives us revelation and knowledge and power and I believe if it's available then we should utilize it. So, let's get to what scientists have put a term to and this is a term that I love because it it links God, it links his word and it links truth of something that each woman especially knows that this manifests in her life. And it's a term that I'm going to define for you. The term is oogenesis. Mm, Genesis sound familiar? Like a book in the first book in the Bible for those of you who may not know that. But in science, what what is oogenesis when it comes to a woman. And I'm going to read these terms slowly and and very hopefully the, the, the try to write a definition that will be very clear and key to what we we'll want to talk about. So, oogenesis is the process of producing the female gamete which is called the ovum. Okay? And, and I'm sure you've heard of ovaries in the body. So let me take this a little deeper. At birth, a female has, and this is a key word, has all. I say it again. At birth, a female has all the immature eggs that she can later ovulate during her reproductive lifetime, which begins from puberty to about age 50, which then turns into menopause. So if I go a little deeper on that, your monthly cycle, your monthly period, those eggs that are shed from your body each month that result in you needing a tampon or a pad, all of those eggs you are born with before you are actually born. So when you were born, every egg that is needed for you to produce a child, you already have. Is that, got that? But when it comes to men, it's a different story. And I'm only going to touch on men briefly just so you to see the little difference. You know, at birth, men need their... um, (laughs) need to basically have their um, testes have to drop into their scrotum. And if it doesn't, those are complications um, that they'll have to meet, you know, at birth or later in life. But what's key is men don't start producing their sperm until puberty. They have the tool and they have the manufacturing plant there in the scrotum. But until puberty, they can't start manufacturing or producing um, sperm. And it takes them about 64 to 72 days to even do that. So they don't even, and then for them, it's the rest of their life they can produce sperm. Interestingly enough, they start at puberty and keep going till death, whereas we are born. So the key here 
is that at birth, the female has all the immature eggs. And that all, to me, is, you could say, the science, but it's interesting that scientists call it oogenesis because it is in the beginning. It is the beginning of, of life. But the thing that's really key for me is that the term, the words again, at birth, the female has all the immature eggs that she can later ovulate. Immature is a key word. And I want to link this to your potential. And I hope it's starting to sink in of where I'm headed. Because I want to go to scripture to bring you some links. So if I look at Jeremiah, and I'm just going to take one five. It says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. Okay. A scripture about God forming you. So if, let me give you another one, because I so want to jump ahead. <laughs> Isaiah 49.5, and I'm reading the ESV version. And now the Lord says, he who formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back, that he then that Israel might be gathered to him. For I am honored in the eyes of the Lord, and my God has become my strength. Okay, another, he formed me. Isaiah 44, 2. Thus says the Lord who made me, who made you, who formed you from the womb and will help you Fear not, O Jacob, my servant. So in those that I just read, it talks about the Lord formed you. From scripture. Let's look at Psalms 139, 16. Your eyes saw my unformed substance in unformed substance in your book were written every one of them the days that were formed for me when as yet there was none of them key here the days that were formed for me when as yet there was none of them so when you were a substance, goes back to what I'm talking about over here. Before you were born, prenatal, you were a substance. And the Lord's word says here, the days that were formed for me. Let's go to Ephesians. One four. Ephesians one four. Even as he chose us in him 
before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. Again, Ephesians 1.4. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. So now I've given you scriptures and I've given you the scientific term. So this is where we'll launch from. So when I was, when the the Holy Spirit was talking to me about, oh, Genesis, and about what the Lord formed and formed me, it led me to have confidence that at birth, I had all the immature eggs. I had immature thoughts. But within me already are gifts, ideas, and a destiny that can manufacture, that we can manufacture, that we can manifest. So many times, and I get this, and this is not against people praying for you. So many times we lack confidence to do what the Holy Spirit is guiding us to do, to do what the Lord is asking us to do. Because we believe we don't have the skill, we don't have the knowledge, we don't have the capability. Lord, if the Lord is telling you, guiding you and leading you to take steps in whether it's your career or your children, your marriage, your livelihood. He can tell you. And it can look above and beyond your ability. But why is he able to try to get you out of your simple stinking thinking of the simple things that you think you can do? As I just shared with you in Jeremiah and in Isaiah, that he formed you. I shared with you in Psalms that he knows the days of your life. Why? You know, when you read in, um, when you read in the scripture and it talks about in Psalms 131, when you start at 13, it talks about how he made you in secret. That you, your parents, people who know you, they don't even really know your full capability. Because it talks about how I was hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven. So when I can look and see that as a woman, that God made me before I even could speak my first word. He had already birthed and put within me thousands of eggs. <laughs> thousands of eggs that could produce seed, that could produce life, that allows me. He doesn't have to come back at puberty and say, okay, or anytime I think I want to have a baby, I have to then say, Lord, 
can I have a baby? He already put that in your womb. You were born with that. You were born, when you read those passages, you were born blessed. You were born born consecrated. You were born touched of God. You were made in the image of God. So when you think of a thing in your mind, you were already born with supernatural powers to, to manifest it. So I would challenge you, if you're not applying yourself, if you're not dedicating yourself to what you feel God is moving you toward, then you won't see the success. It won't manifest. But I promise you, if you put your effort 100% into what God is calling you to do, those immature eggs, those immature thoughts, those immature actions, because when you doubt, when you fear, those are immature actions. You're allowing those immature eggs to stay immature versus connecting those immature thoughts with your reality. How do we produce a baby, ladies? It's by connecting our immature eggs with the mature sperm of a male that he can't produce into puberty. But until we connect those immature eggs with the sperm, which then that's called spermogenesis, but we're not going to go to that, then a baby will manifest. So what I'm asking you today is God already formed you. He's already blessed your days. He's already given you the power to overcome sickness, disease, poverty, what marriage, whatever it is, he's already instilled it within you and because you don't receive it or or can't it's not manifesting could be because your thoughts are immature your ways are immature they're not God's thoughts they're not God's ways they're not the vision God has for you so you stay stuck in immature situations because you cannot do it alone These immature eggs can't manifest a baby on their own. It has to connect with what God has set aside in order to make a baby. God set aside sperm. So until you connect with that, you can't make a baby. No matter how how long you wish it, it's not going to happen without that sperm. And, and And I know some of you may think you're married. But I'm just I'm just stating the fact. But it's the same thing with your thoughts of getting out of poverty. It's your thoughts of maybe gaining an education, changing careers. Maybe it's after a divorce where you feel lost and feel confused. Everything you need to be successful is within you. Because God knew you would be where you are in this moment, in this second in time because as I read to you in scripture and you can go back there and read them for yourself he knew the days of your life see sometimes we look at things and think oh it's supposed to all be good well no we're not good we don't make all good thoughts 
and all good decisions. So unfortunately, that results in not in days that are not all good. We have to be perfect to have perfect days, right? So I want you to look at this as what gives you the boldness, what should give you the courage, what should give you the self-confidence? Well, if I know God formed me, if I know God instilled in me secrets that even my family, my friends, my boss, my husband may not know are within me. And do you notice when we're under stress or when we feel like we have nowhere else to go, we find some people, not all, we find that inner strength to overcome it. Well, it was always there. But sometimes we need life circumstances to force us to realize we're capable of more. We're able to do more. We can do above and beyond what we think we're capable of. We each have that. But you're sitting with those immature eggs. And they're just sitting there, getting dried up. And as I just said, as women, at a certain age, start to get to menopause, them eggs stop producing, stop manifesting in the way we would like. And we can sometimes wind up with not feeling so great in menopause, right? Do we want our lives to be? Some of you are living your life in menopause, theoretically. You're living with not sleeping. You're living with not having healthy dreams, feeling moody, depressed, stressed. You've already allowed those immature thoughts to bring that upon your life. And you may be 20, you may be 30, you may be 40. So I ask you today, knowing what's within you, knowing that God is for you in your days and that he chose you, we sometimes spend days looking for other people to pray for us so this can manifest and that can manifest. And I've had people tell me, oh, I'm waiting for someone to tell me Oh, to receive a word. I was one of those people at one point. And then God woke me up and was like, why are you waiting for a man to tell you what I've already done for you? When we really understand the cross, when we really understand who we are and our identity in Christ, then we would not walk in fear. We would not walk in doubt. We would not walk in worry. But we would speak boldly. And when I think of some of the things that I've accomplished, it was because I said that. It wasn't necessarily because I was praying for it. But it was I was believing it. That I was, I believe that God had given me a vision to do this. I had envisioned that when I look at my career of, of being the first black woman in many fortune top companies, whether it was Coke or Pepsi or Colgate-Palmolive, and no one else had been in that role as a woman or as a black person before me. And I'm like, how in the world did I do that? Because I didn't let the thought 
of knowing that there had never been one make me doubt my ability. That was from God giving me the boldness. He took my immature thoughts and I met, I've met many people when I was in the roles who was like, well, what even gave you the mindset to, to even go into a company where there was no minorities and, and no women and you were there with all men? Well, what I can say is the Lord put in my heart that I wanted that man's money. I wanted the salary of being in an industry that paid men well and they had no women. So I saw that as an opportunity. I didn't see it to fear that there were no women there or to fear there were no black people there. Maybe that was a blind ignorance the Lord gave me. But what I saw was the opportunity to advance. I saw the opportunity to make more money than um, other women who were settling for more female type roles in human resources. I saw the opportunity to manage a P&L, which in many times minorities and, and women weren't given the ability to manage millions of dollars for an organization. So that when I left corporate, I was managing over a billion dollars in sales. And so I didn't go in saying I want to manage a billion dollars of sales. But what I went in with in my immature thought was the first thought was opportunity. And God allowed, because I took that step and developed those thoughts and did the steps and did the work, it manifested into birthing something in my life for my children and my future. And I want that for you today. I want you to understand that the only limitations on your life is your thoughts. The only limitations in your life are your steps. You may be struggling in a tough divorce right now. You may say, well, I, I, it's hard to think that when I don't have the, the means or the finances. That's not true. Because your immature thoughts of believing that you are stuck is going to keep you there. And maybe making the bold, taking bold steps or taking a step back or allowing yourself to release pride or to release what other people might think of you. I have to say, one of the things I had to always remind myself was I don't care what other people think of me. My job was to be, and I was a single mom for many years, if you've read the book, Christian Warrior Woman, and I had to think about how I was going to take care of myself and my children. I didn't do anything disrespectful for my character or anything like that, and you don't have to. God, when you put God at the center and you humble yourself before him and share what the problem is and you dig yourself in with the word and you say to God, I don't know what to do. I don't have the means. I don't have the thoughts. But I do know that you have made a way for me and you believe it with every ounce of you. He will make a way. I will put my neck on the block every day that he will make a way. But if I choose to hate and if I choose to be angry and I choose to be bitter and I choose to sit around complaining about other people and my circumstance, 
Oh, you better believe it's not going to work. And you better believe that is not God's way. That's a lost person. Even people who contact me, I've had to learn that although I'd love to pray and be supportive from every person that I can, but I ask them before I pray, what is it you really believe? I ask them, have they done everything to help their situation? And I will push them and make them uncomfortable because it's not about you just come to me and it's a cracker box kind of we pray and then you walk away and God just zaps and this is some kind of ATM prayer. Faith comes from actions. Faith comes from what you believe in your heart. And we have to unearth these immature eggs, these immature thoughts that we live with every day that are hindering the birthing of our blessing. Our blessings come through toil. They come through actions. They come through how we walk and talk in the world we live in. And so when we talk about why as a believer that we have boldness, we have courage, and we have self-confidence. It's because right now when I think of at this age in my life, the things I'm thinking of doing right now, I have no idea how in the world I'm going to accomplish it. But you know what I'm finding? Little by little, I'm on my journey and I'm a person who I like things tomorrow. Anybody who knows me, hey, my angels know they have to help me with patience because I'm not a patient person. But I am right now slowly working on something that's for my retirement. It's for what I feel the Lord has put on my heart to do until the day he comes back. And so every day I am working toward this piece of that's going to manifest into another area, another, another career, another option for me to be able to do things that I've dreamt of doing. And I'm allowing God, while I'm taking my steps of faith, he's orchestrating all the things for the next however many years I live. If I live two years from now, I'm still on my journey to get there. If I live 20 years from now, I'm still going to be in this place that God has set up for me. And I, and I pray that you're 20. I pray that you're 30. I pray that you're 40. Why? Because I pray that you find this place, you find this mindset early in life so that you can reap the rewards sooner versus later. And so I pray today that all of, we live in a world right now where it's so easy to get caught up in, in the drama and, the, and the, the mess and the lies and the deceit and the death and the bad news that's going on. But you are still an individual that God is waiting and able to birth. Maybe the cure is with you. But the one thing he can birth in you is love, peace, safety, wisdom, 
The gifts of the Spirit are available to you so that you can live knowing His will for your life. So that when all the noise hits you in social media and the job and the struggles of life, you are on a foundation that you can't be moved. So Lord, I just pray today that every sister and every brother that has heard this word, God, that it sinks in and that they know that they want to convert their immature thoughts, their immature aches, and they want to birth success. They want to birth courage. They want to birth confidence. They want to to birth a new level of faith. But most of all, they want to birth a closer relationship with you who died to set them free, who died to give them more power than they can imagine they're capable of. I pray that they walk through the fire, whether it's disease, whether it's loss of job, whether it's poverty, whether it's singleness, whether it's um, depression. Lord, and I come against suicide for any woman who feels that life is too much to bear. I pray that that curse be broken off her life right now. I pray that curse of despair be broken right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for her right now, God. Lord, we ask for your tender mercy and your tender kindness and your knowledge, God, to manifest to all your daughters. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Be blessed.